for my ally is the Force. And a powerful ally it is. Life creates it. Makes it grow. Its energy surrounds us and binds us. Luminous beings are we, not this crude matter. You must feel the force around you. Here, between you, me, the tree, the rock, everywhere. I am a Jedi, like my father before me. You don't know the power of the dark side. If you strike me down, I shall become more powerful than you can possibly imagine. I got a bad feeling about this. Welcome to episode 296 of Blue Harvest. I'm your host, Halls Burkhart. And I'm your host, Will Witten. And this episode is brought to you by Sonic Drive-In, home of the <laughs> Cherry Limeade. I should just go ahead and apologize for all my Sonic hate last time. Man. Just, uh, like I said, they, they had it coming. Like, they had been fucking with me, and they had it coming. I gotta say, uh, I guess, I guess we really pissed off some hardcore Sonic fans, like maybe King Tom's w- way into some some Sonic drinks and tater tots because he didn't send in a voice message. Jim, we ain't heard shit from Jim. He said, "I love Route 44 Ocean Water. Oh. I love it, son. <laughs> ocean Water tastes like fucking sunscreen. I love Route 44 Cherry Limeade. Um, no, I'm sure it's just like it was." There ain't shit going on in Star Wars. What do you expect us to send a voicemail in, Hall? Yeah, right. Everybody generate like, your oh. own goddamn content for once. <laughs> for one you time, lazy in your bastard. Life. Yeah, there ain't. There's not a whole lot going on, buddy. We uh, we just got to get through like the next four weeks. Next four weeks, then we hit Bad Batch season. You know, then yeah. we at least got a episode of animated star wars to talk about every week and we got the d bradley baker show presenting d bradley baker featuring d bradley baker sponsored by d bradley sponsored by d bradley baker and just so everybody knows i'm not hating mad respect (laughs) oh for sure uh everybody knows that's uh that's also going to be the week of our 300th episode 300 we're still nailing down the exact day and time but the idea as it stands right now, is to do a live-streamed episode 300 on our Twitch channel and our YouTube channel. That's cool. So, uh, we'll do it live! Fuck it. Uh, yeah, and so, like, everybody can uh, tune in if they want and um, interact in the the chat. And we'll also, uh, we'll also be putting it up on the normal podcast feed and and it'll be archived on the YouTube channel and the Twitch 
if you can't make it when we're doing the actual stream, uh, and we'll have more information on that in the next week or so, exact date, time, that sort of thing, just to let everybody know and prepare. But uh, that's the idea, and I uh, hope I don't fuck it up. No, you're not going to. Mm, I could end up fucking it up. There's a lot of ways I could fuck it up. <coughs> um, so, speaking of our Twitch channel and our YouTube channel, you can follow us on Twitter, Twitch, and Instagram at Blue Harvest Pod. If you want a link to our YouTube channel, it's in the show notes. So just look at the show notes. Oh, I lost you. Well, I, I guess oh, you're, you're gonna... gone again. Are you serious? Uh, so yeah, uh, I think we got. Can you hear me now, Will? I can. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Twitter, Twitch, and Instagram at Blue Harvest Pod. Uh, our YouTube channel's link is in the show notes, and uh, we have a Patreon. If you really enjoy the show and want to support us, you can for as little as three dollars a month at Patreon.com slash Blue Harvest Podcast, where you'll get access to a whole bunch of bonus podcasts. In fact, I've got an Oh No, It's Hall solo coming out this weekend. I've got uh, uh, Cooking with Will, Jaws, Podula Rasa, Master of Harvest Kasi, Star Wars Year by Podcast, Blue Harvest Adventures. Quality. Yeah, and I'm trying to think. I feel like Steve versus the prequels. I feel like I'm forgetting something. I always feel like I'm forgetting something. Probably because I'm always fucking forgetting something. Well, you guys have a lot of shows. You produce a lot of content. And that's uh, patreon.com slash Blue Harvest Podcast for all your bonus podcast needs. Um, so how's your week been, buddy? I mean, it, it hasn't been bad. Um, the cell in the old house is really where... Most of my additional energy is going. I gotcha. Is that a bit of a pain in the ass? No, actually, everything's on the downhill. You know, we found a buyer and cool. we're just waiting to close. So not much to worry about left, huh? No, not not much at all. Just paperwork and stuff. Right. Yeah, I um, I don't really have much to report on myself this week besides just a whole bunch of work, some driving. Saw a picture of Ewan McGregor with a beard. Yeah. Like it kind of like he was behind set somewhere, and I was like, "Oh, <laughs> that's cool to see." Yeah, it's getting real close. He's got the beard, and he's got a bit of the uh, Obi Wan mullet from Episode Three going on as well. Right. I mean, they said in the the casting announcement, they said they were going to start filming in April. Uh, it's April. Yeah, it is. So that shit's kicking off any day now. I, you know, what's weird is like. I wonder if the Book of Boba's done filming yet. Interesting. Um, because it started, I think, sometime in December. In fact, when they um, when they announced it, it was already filming and had been filming. And then Cassian feels like it's been filming for a while now. And I think, I think Cassian's qu- quite a few more episodes than Obi-Wan. Because, you know, Obi-Wan's only six episodes. Right. But I'm just wondering, like, I would think Cassian and Book of Boba Fett should both be close to finishing, I would think, if they aren't already. 
And then, you know, it's just a matter of getting <coughs> all the editing and post-production effects stuff ready before right. we get to see those. I mean, the, those are all next year except for Book of Boba, and that's barely coming this year, it seems like, you know. That's December. Yeah, December's a popular month for release of the big stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's it's like, you know, typically when there would be some sort of big blockbuster, I imagine there'll be something this year. Uh, I'm not sure. I'll hardly pay attention to anything that's not Star Wars or Marvel or something like that, so I don't know what's on the schedule for December. And, you know, everything's been shifted around, right? Like, Right. <clears throat> like, I know... Um dune but that doesn't come out in december i think that's coming out in october when's ghostbusters coming out like november maybe yeah i think so late in the year november december yeah that i saw the second trailer for that today oh with the it wasn't even a trailer it's a whole last scene yeah with the little baby stay puffed marshmallow men yep i thought that was some kind of commercial at first me too i was like uh, are they advertising marshmallows or what is and then i was like okay that was kind of neat little tiny marshmallow state puff guys and then i find out it's an actual scene from the movie yeah i watched it again and i was like oh there's a scream he thinks he hears a scream and then he goes back to doing whatever you know it's like it's a scene and like there's a look of horror on his face yeah man i just uh i guess it's you know, there's only been one trailer for that movie, right? And I feel like right. this was... It gave nothing away. Right, and I feel like this was the first one that sort of showed us that fantastical world of Ghostbusters feel. You know what I mean? Right. The music the, from the original score, perfect. Yeah, so it was neat. I'm excited for that movie. I wish that that movie is one that they had found a way to release around its original release date and we could have just watched it at home or something you could, it would have been out like last year yeah yeah it got delayed quite a bit we would have already seen it by now oh yeah and you know uh oh i guess the halloween movie's coming out i'm pretty excited for that the second of that sort of rebooted halloween series I haven't seen the first one. We're not talking about the rob zombie one are we no no i'm talking about the one that danny mcbride wrote um, came out a couple of years ago. It's pretty good. Is it? Yeah, it's actually pretty good. Jesse and I went to the theaters to see it. <laughs> it's sort of um, it's doing it does that thing that a lot of follow up movies do nowadays, where they're a sequel that ignores all the other sequels. So it's yeah. like a Halloween movie that ignores Halloween two, four, five, six. Yeah. H2O, Resurrection. You know, it ignores all those. Right. <clears throat> so, that's, uh, it's pretty good though. So I'm excited to see that one. Um, speaking of stuff getting shifted around and things changing, do you remember what I said last week, Will? Probably not. But <laughs> besides, refreshing before, my besides dunking on Sonic, I mentioned that I was pretty sure we were going to hear that the lego the skywalker saga game was going to get delayed yeah buddy the very next day it was announced that it's delayed oh my goodness 
uh, and this is what TT Games, the developer of the Legos games, Legos Lego games has to say. All of us at TT Games are working hard to make Lego Star Wars The Skywalker Saga the biggest and best Lego game. But we're going to need more time to do it. We won't be able to make our intended spring release date, but we'll provide updated launch timing as soon as possible. So, uh, I mean, we're not talking the most uh, prolific prediction I've ever made. Like, this is a game... <clears throat> that we haven't heard shit about and was supposed to come out this spring. So, right. uh, you know, the writing was on the wall. But it is confirmed that that's been delayed to an unspecified time. Uh, and uh, I'm just going to say, if if you're a fan of video games and you have games you're looking forward to coming out this year, I don't know, man. I would not... Uh, just make sure you got that shit in hand before you get too excited. I think we're going to see quite a few game delays. delays. Just I've heard that it's bad. I've heard that the uh, the pandemic has caused quite a delay in some of the games production. You know, yeah. I don't know precisely which ones or how long, but I have heard that. So, uh, a pretty high profile PlayStation exclusive, Deathloop. Um which is done by the studio Arcane. They did the Dishonored games, if you ever played those. Um, I don't know that I have. It got delayed today, and that's... I think that's the second time it's been delayed. Um, and I was listening... One of the video game podcasts I was listening to, the guy... One of the guys on there was basically explaining... And I'm probably going to butcher this, so my apologies. But what happened was, last year when all the lockdown stuff started and all these developers went to like work from home situations. Right. It was basically all hands on deck for games that were going to come out in 2020, which left games that were on the docket for 2021 a little bit behind the eight ball. Right. So I think we're seeing the effects of that, you know, now, um, but yeah, I'm not necessarily even <clears throat> all that confident in a lot of games that are, you know, said that they're uh, supposed to be coming out this year, actually making that, or at least making the original release dates. We'll see. Like the Mass Effect, the legendary remastered last Mass Effect collection is supposed to come out May 14th. Yeah. I'll believe it when I see it. I'll believe it when I boot that game up and play it on May 14th. Oh my goodness. You know, you would you would think that a game that's, you know, a remaster of three previously released games <laughs> maybe wouldn't suffer that, but I also believe if the rumors are to be or or the rumors are correct was that that game has been delayed a couple of times before it was even announced. Like I think originally it was going to maybe come out in October of last year or something like that. Yeah. And it ended up getting delayed uh into this year. So, yeah, man, it's tough. I can't even imagine like working on these massive games and work from. I don't. I don't even know how that works. So, <clears throat> I guess we'll see. I would expect that uh, Lego Star Wars or Lego the Skywalker Saga will come out this year, though. Yeah, I just don't think it'll. Obviously, it's not making spring, so maybe it'll be a fall. 
<laughs> would be release. a perfect Christmas release. Fall Christmas. Yeah, I could sort of see that being a decent time for it to come out. You just got to think, like, the sooner the better for that game because, like... The further you get away from episode nine, the further you're getting away from the Skywalker saga, right? Like, mm -hmm. we're slowly transitioning into a new era of Star Wars that's not centered around the Skywalker saga. And, like, you know, we're going to have movies coming out in a couple years that aren't Skywalker saga movies. And we have, like, this whole connected TV thing. So, like, not that, you know, I'm expecting it to people not to be excited about it or not to do well because that's always going to have its appeal to Skywalker Saga. It just seems like it to keep it as relevant as possible. You'd want to get it out sooner rather than later, I guess is what mm -hmm. I'm trying to say. <clears throat> but I guess we'll see. That's true. It's been a while since they've done a Lego Star Wars game. Um, Cause they put out Lego, the force awakens and I want to say that came out in 2016. Um, and that's the last one that's come out. So it's been quite a while. Yeah. Uh, I was expecting, you know, sort of singular adaptations for each of the movies. But they didn't end up going that route. And I don't know what the deal was. I don't know if uh, Lego Force Awakens didn't sell really well. Or if the Lego games in general just started to see a decline in sales. And that's why they're sort of doing this different take on it because that's supposed to be sort of the appeal of this skywalker saga game is it it's a different uh it's a it's a more i don't know i don't know how to say it it's it's a different approach to a, a, a lego game than what you may be used to right right because the lego games have had sort of a set in stone formula for a while now yeah, you know, it's basically a, a not easy, but a, a platformer, you know, like an, a, a, just like a collecting platformer. Yeah. And collect and, pieces. And, you know, they, and they started things. going into sort of the open world um, style of gameplay. Like I played a Lego, I can't even remember what it was called, Lego Marvel Superheroes or something. I played it around the time the original Xbox One came out. Mm -hmm. um, and it was sort of an open world game where you, you, know, you pick your different heroes and there's a giant New York City for you to go around in. And, you know, there's story missions and stuff and you unlock all the different heroes and they have different powers and stuff. It was pretty cool. Um, but, you know, they put out so many of those games for different pro uh, properties and stuff that I imagine they're trying to shake it up a little bit and maybe raise interest in them as a whole. Yeah. But I guess we'll see. So, uh, you know how we were talking about how Obi-Wan is um, about to start shooting or is close mm -hmm. to shooting? Well, someone snuck onto the set of Obi-Wan and leaked footage. Uh -oh. from one of the sets not being filmed but like the sets basically under construction mm -hmm. dude are you sitting down yeah you're gonna be fucking shocked about what i'm about to tell you okay do you want to know what the set is sure all right because it's a it's a shocker 
Okay. It's Tatooine. Oh, that's not a shocker. <laughs> Can you believe it? I'm like, you're about to tell me some crazy something. <laughs> it's Dagobah. It's a Dagobah or Octu or Jakku. No, it's Tatooine. Bet you didn't see that shit coming. I'm going to see Tatooine. <clears throat> have a feeling they probably Boy, just went into storage. Evaporated. They just went into storage and got some of those uh, building props from Mandalorian and yep. uh, spruced them up, changed them around a bit. Uh, but, I mean, obviously, the most exciting takeaway from that is obviously, you know, it's no surprise that it's Tatooine, but it's cool that uh, they're about to get rolling on this thing, man. Yeah. Because it was, I, I know we brought it up last week, but it was not that long ago that people were losing their mind thinking that Obi-Wan wasn't going to happen. And here I am thinking every day we inch closer and closer to Sebastian Stan doing a Luke Skywalker series. Uh, I don't know, man. We'll see. I'm just saying, like, I would have never thought the first was possible. Like, Oh, you would have never thought the Obi-Wan series was possible? Yeah, I mean, there was a point in time where, yeah, yeah I was like, hell no, Obi-Wan won't get his own series. I would have said that time for me... There was definitely a time for me as well, and that would have been like, I don't know, pre After Disney, Solo. pre Disney fallout or buyout. Like, oh yeah. Before that, like, you know, I I remember the the sort of initial chatter of people being like, they should do an Obi Wan movie because you know this is. This was pre-Disney Plus, pre-any sort of live-action TV announcement. And it, it should be set between episode three and four, and it should bring Ewan McGregor back as Obi-Wan. And I remember being like, wow, people like the prequels too. That's cool. Because, you know, I was not engaged with online Star Wars fandom for the longest time. Right. <clears throat> Barely engaged during the prequels and stuff, so... To see people like bandying about this idea and stoked on the idea of Ewan McGregor coming back as Obi-Wan. I was like, that's cool. Um, it is cool. After the the backlash from Solo, or not even backlash, but just like Solo's not well performance. I was like, oh, I'll never see the Obi-Wan thing now. I was like, that is not going to happen. They're not going to do Solo character Star Wars. But I think the Mandalorian... I mean, if that wasn't changed already, the Mandalorian changed it. Yeah, I think, I think it's it's two different beasts, right? Like, I think it's hard to say because so much stuff gets passed around, and you don't know, like, and we're not fucking entertainment executives, right? And we don't know like what's true and what's not. But you know, the rumor is that the Obi Wan thing was originally going to be a movie, and then they retooled it as a Disney Plus series. So right. if I had to guess, you know, it was never off the table, even after Solo. Like maybe, it, I guess it could be possible that Solo's underperformance is what helped usher it onto Disney Plus instead of a theatrical release. Mm -hmm. I could definitely see that being the case. But also see like, the thing that makes it two different beasts for me is you have the actual guy 
coming back back to play the role instead of recasting. Right. You know what I mean? So, right. I guess that's what makes it a little different in my mind. Um, but we'll see. I just, I remember like, I don't know, man. It, it seemed like from 2013 until it was officially announced, like there were just people talking about, oh, I want to see a solo movie. And then it morphed from a solo movie to an entire, or not solo, um, an Obi-Wan movie. And then it morphed from an Obi-Wan movie to, they should do an Obi-Wan trilogy. They should do a whole damn ass trilogy. Um, That's pretty funny. So, you know, it, it's been out there. I just, I think, you know, it's interesting because I got the feeling that they weren't going to do sort of standalone Star Wars movies, like you were saying. Not necessarily just not single character focused, but these standalone movies anymore after Solo. So by standalone movies, I would include like Rogue One in the mix. But obviously... That's more like an ensemble. I mean, yeah, you but could it's call a standalone. It standalone. I mean, you're right. Standalone. I mean, a standalone as in it's you mean not like... connected to, um, you know, a sequel or a run of movies. You know what I mean? Right, right. I get it now. Um, but either that's not the case, and maybe that it did <laughs> sort of affect single character focused movies, but like. The next theatrical movie we're getting is Rogue Squadron, and that's essentially a standalone movie. I mean, I'm sure if it does really well, they'll continue it on, but I think, you know, the way the movies are being spread out right now with Rogue One in 2023, and then, you know, I guess Taika Waititi's movie in 2025, like, uh, a sequel, did I say Rogue One? I meant Rogue Squadron. Um fuck i don't know man i hit a pothole (laughs) i feel like i'm fucking babbling you're not we're talking about oh god um, what's coming up um i'm just saying if if they decide to go ahead with a sequel to rogue squadron if it does really well and they want to do a sequel then you're potentially looking at like i would guess 2027 for the earliest opportunity that is unless they you know schedule it some other time than december right december release they need to get these fucking avatar movies out of the fucking way so they can start stop fucking with my star wars release schedule man and just give it to me just put that shit straight to disney plus avatar i mean (laughs) shoo that would chap james cameron's ass i bet oh it would this poor fucking Navi. Woo. Man. Um, so, uh, one other sort of interesting thing, and this could be something, it could also be like just a random fact inserted into a book that doesn't have much bearing. You know, it's hard to get too attached to these little nuggets of information from the fiction side of things, the book side of things, because, you know, you read too much into it, then it doesn't pay off, or you don't read enough into it, and then all of a sudden it's a huge thing, right? Right. So, 
this week a new Star Wars book called Skywalker, A Family at War came out. And this is sort of like a, a chronicle of the Skywalker family. Right. Beginning to end. Sort of a retelling of the, you know, episode one through nine. and But from the perspective of, I don't know how to explain it, a historical retelling involving the Skywalker family. Yeah. Um, but... There's an interesting passage in there uh, as it pertains to Obi-Wan and his time on Tatooine, right? Uh, and it says, Before he and Yoda had parted ways, the old Jedi revealed that Obi-Wan's beloved master, Qui-Gon Jinn, had returned from the netherworld of the Force, manifesting his conscious mind even after its death. It took ten years, but eventually Obi-Wan was able to commune with his dearest friend, resurrected within the cosmic Force. Now, what? 10 years. 10 years, which you know what that means. That's the time jump that we're looking at, right? Yeah, that puts it right around the time of the Obi Wan show, right? <laughs> so, um, does that mean we'll see this moment in the Obi Wan show? Is this a little hint at something? Or, like I said, is it just something that was tossed in there as an interesting little nugget of information? I'm not sure. But I guess we'll see. I uh, At this point, I kind of would be surprised if we don't get a audio cameo from Liam Neeson as Qui-Gon Jinn in the Obi-Wan show. I mean, you think you'd have to, right? Yeah. I mean, you never want to go into anything assuming that something has to happen, right? Um, but, but, I mean, talk about missed opportunity if you don't. Yeah, right? It, it seems like... <clears throat> I don't know. It just seems like the time you? you do it. Yeah, right? Like, why would you not do that? If ever it were to happen with two surviving actors. Yeah. And also, I mean, damn. It took Obi-Wan forever to get his cell contract going to make that phone call. Ten years? I never would imagine it took him ten years. I um, I feel like... The grief over the fall of the Jedi, the loss of Anakin, um, the loss of Padme, like I feel like the uh, emotional weight of that could maybe have given him a hard time just being on his force grind, being a confident general in the Grand Republic Army, you know? Yeah, I could kind of see that. I mean, he did just go through a lot of shit, right? Right. So I could I could kind of see um, grief clouding his I don't know his potency to mm -hmm. the force. Yeah, not his connection, but his you know like anytime you're less sure of yourself or you're grief stricken, like you're not going to be thinking as clearly as you normally would. Like it's affecting your decision making. Yeah, he's got some shit to work through. You gotta get through okay. all that when you're meditating before you make it to the listening to what Qui Gon Jinn's gotta say. Yeah, and that makes me wonder, like, if Qui Gon is some sort of factor in the show, right? Does he? Does him communicating with Obi Wan? Does it lead to whatever adventure Obi Wan goes on that eventually leads to him facing off against Vader again? Is it what takes Obi Wan off planet? 
or maybe you know maybe maybe Qui-Gon Jinn tries to get him to come back one last time they sense the good in him or something like like Luke Skywalker does inevitably I mean you you might be onto something there cuz Qui-Gon did have a lot of faith in that fucking kid didn't he like his last words are like hey man you got to teach this motherfucker yeah, we don't have a whole lot about his character, but the things we know is that he knew he was right, and yeah. he was convinced that Anakin was the chosen one. <laughs> yeah. But so, we also knew that he was a hardhead, and that's why he wasn't on the Jedi Council. Yeah. Just saying. They had this, these are things we know. Right. So, yeah, I could, yeah, you might be onto something there. Um, I just like the idea of getting into some of the, you know, the more wacky um, cosmic force stuff in the Obi-Wan show. I'm not oh, expecting yeah. it to be the main focus by any means, but anytime we're down to get a little weird with the force. Oh, we're talking visions, vision quests. Mm-hmm. Are, are like that's where I'm at. Yeah. Next lessons thing you know. to be learned from quest, you know, like a, a cave with heavy rocks or something. Mm-hmm. Next thing you know, Fucking Qui-Gon's ghost is going to hit Obi-Wan in the head with a rock. And then he's going to make this paste out of some sort of tropical plant and put it in the head wound. And Obi-Wan's going to start hallucinating. You know what that's a reference to? I I feel like I should, but I don't. That's lost. That's lost. That's what John Locke does to Boone. Okay. I can't remember if he hits him in the head with a rock, but... He definitely gives him some sort of head wound. And puts you know, him. John Locke got his use of his legs back in a case of knives and just decided that he would. Bro, I'm telling you right now. Do whatever the hell he wanted. Yeah, to do. man. Give me. You better watch out if you come over to my house and I got robot legs or I got the use of my legs back. Okay. I'm just <laughs> saying, watch out if I've got a, a bowl, like a fancy bowl of tropical fruit on the table and there's a convenient rock sitting next to it. Like. Bro, strap in. You're going on a psychedelic ride. And afterwards, we're going boar hunting with just knives. Because you needed it. <laughs> There's going to be a hatch in my backyard. Um, it is sad that that character didn't make it longer. He was, he, he felt like he was, I don't know, coming around. Boone? Yeah, Boone. Yeah. Man, what a show. What a show. Like, (laughs) I'm finally getting the Boba Fett story, right? (laughs) Finally getting it. Now, you know what I need, Will? What? The Lost Continuation. No. They got to do it eventually. (laughs) The Island 2.0. What happens next? Yeah. Exactly. There is more explanation to be done about what the light is, you know. No, there, there's more explanation to be done, and I feel there's more story to be told. Like, I feel like it's left, there's at least the tiniest glimmer of opening for more stories in that setting. However, and you know what? The only person you really need to come back is Hurley. Like, it, that is it. Yeah, there's... there's like, you could bring back the, anybody else who wanted to come back. But, right, you know. but the thing is... 
you know, without getting to, into too many spoilers, like, I think you're right about that. That's the main one. Oh, I'm sorry. I didn't realize people were still watching this show from I don't know. a decade I, ago. Bro, I am spoiler gun shy. I know. One I know. of my favorite people, Justin, I ruined a moment of fucking uh, uh, Game of Thrones 200 episodes ago for him. And, like, that has made me gun shy. And let me tell you this. He started watching Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood in the last few weeks. He was asking people online, like, what he should watch. And <clears throat> Colleen, uh, Aaron Boyd, and myself were, like, sort of nudging him to watch anime. And, mm-hmm. you know me, like, my two anime uh, recommendations are Attack on Titan and Full Metal Alchemist, right? Those are right. Those are my jams. Strong, strong, strong uh, options. So he started watching Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood, and bruh, I was so careful. I didn't give anything away. He finished that shit quick, too. That's cool. Yeah. I was um, I was up last night. The, the little girl was giving me a hard time about going to sleep. So I turned on. I was like, okay, this is when I'll watch Kong versus Godzilla. And, you know, as luck would have it, Liam woke up, you know, about, you know, 45 minutes in. And he was like, is this King Kong? And I was like, yeah, yeah. So I had to turn it off. And I turned on Nausicaa in the Valley of the Wind, which is a Miyazaki movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was like, all right, I'm going to take a nap. And he just went back to sleep <laughs> on the couch. And I, right. damn if I didn't sit there and watch that whole damn movie. It's but really good. It's a good, good movie. It it's is. a really good one. What did you think uh, about the... You know, we'll keep it light on spoilers uh, once again. But what did you think of what you got to see of Godzilla versus Kong? Uh, I I'm not at the payoff for how crazy it is. Like, yeah, it's it's has started off real. It's asking me for some further suspensions of disbelief, and I it, I'm waiting for the payoff to to. So I can't tell you yet, but. Did, it is a movie that requires a fair amount of suspension of disbelief. It get, but once again, eh, what giant movie about a giant lizard and a say, giant monkey doesn't? You know what I mean? Like, yeah, as I was gonna say, I, I think asking for, you know, this high order cinema around a monster movie is going a little far. Does that yeah, make like like yeah, you know, yeah, like, you're there. There's no reason not to suspend disbelief. It's like, it's a fun, you know. It's a fun time. It's a fun time. It's but not it gets, meant to be a bro. It heady gets time. wacky. It gets <laughs> wacky in in I, ways I that I really enjoyed. But it gets wacky. I you know I don't even know. I like at this point though they're headed to the Hollow Earth, right? They're headed to the the entrance to the Hollow Earth, and I know it can go sideways from there. But that in itself, that's like it's like asking me to believe the flat Earth. Like it's not no. that far. No, but um, no, it, it's it's quite different. It, I mean, I understand that it. it could Bro, be if they drove that aircraft carrier off the edge of the world, and that's how the movie ended, I'd be like, <laughs> motherfuckers! <laughs> you know what's crazy? The, Nobody uh, told me. <laughs> the uh, the director of that movie, Adam Wingard. Yeah, he was uh doing Q and A's and signings at a theater here in Birmingham the weekend that came out. 
That's crazy. That said, it's, it's apparently set pandemic record, box office record. It did. It did. It, it, <coughs> it's, I think, the highest grossing movie of the pandemic thus far. You know, it's yeah. obviously it's not doing like Star Wars or, in, you know, Avengers numbers or anything like that. But it's doing really well, all things considered. And it's weird because, <coughs> you know, that movie was sort of... Um, from what I understand, the the end of the contract with like Toho and and yeah. stuff like that now could be the end of the legendary. It could be, yeah, it could be the end of the legendary King Kong slash Godzilla uh, universe. But with it doing as well as it has, I wouldn't be surprised if they negotiate something and we see at least another one. Because it's it's unfortunate. I feel like you know. Because uh, I feel like they were good. Like, and the second one, like, I thought it was good. King of the Monsters, like, you know, and I find out that not everybody did. And I'm, you know, it's just one of those things where you're like, again, what are you expecting from a Godzilla movie? And then watching the first 45 minutes of this one, I'm like, y'all thought the second one was bad? Like, that it was too goofy? Like, they some goofy shit here. I mean, I know we're about to throw down. I hadn't even really got into it. To but, me? The set and having seen, you know, Godzilla, Kong, Skull Island, King of the Monsters, and now Godzilla versus King Kong. To me, King of the Monsters is the weakest one of the four, but it's still good. I'm not saying it's a bad movie. Right. It's just the weakest of them to me. I mean, it is. But <laughs> it, like it is the it's the the big monster throwdown. The multi monster throwdown. Does that make sense? Like mm-hmm. Oh yeah, um, and I know you have to sacrifice some story for that because you're right. The original, the Godzilla, the first really legendary Godzilla, like it's good, it's damn good. Um, and uh, you know, so is Kong Skull Island. That's a good movie, just like a, a good movie. Um, it can get goofy in some parts, but again, we're talking about they King Kong can. and Godzilla here. They all I mean, can. that's it's mostly around Monarch, you know. But that honestly, that's the thing that threads the whole. The whole, you know, universe. I mean, the monarch is makes sense. Mm. <clears throat> yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm excited for you to finish that up and tell me what you think about it. I'm sure I'm gonna like it. Have you been watching Falcon and the Winter Soldier? I've only still seen the first episode. Okay, cool. So I think um, I probably have one or two more. Yeah, and I think the fourth one comes out tomorrow. It's pretty fun. Okay. Um, you know. I wouldn't necessarily say it's anything groundbreaking, but it's fun. Um, right, fun romp through the MCU. Seems to get it seems to be picking up some steam as of this last episode. So I'm yeah. expecting the final. I think it's only six episodes, so I'm expecting these last three to be uh, to be to bringing good. home. Yeah, man. Um, I liked Wandavision. Again, you thought it could have been shorter. I thought it could have been longer. Like. Like, there could have been some more psychological terror, I feel like, because there's plenty to be had there, you know, like. Yeah, I mean, look, I, as a whole, I enjoyed it. I did feel like there were some Um, elements of it towards the end that didn't really strike with me. And Which ones were they? Okay, so. We don't have to go into it if you don't want to spoil it. I'm not trying to do that. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to go into too much detail, but there was some stuff towards the end that felt a little Disney Channel original movie to me. Okay. 
Like we're talking graphics wise or concept wise? Mm, uh, more performance and graphics wise, but ma- mainly okay. performance. And like, so you know, when it comes to MCU stuff, my two favorite things are Spider Man and X Men, right? Right. And like the main thing I want from the MCU movies is for them to um do the whole X-Men thing. Yeah, and, Rise of the Mutants. Yeah, and shake off the Brian Singer stink of it all. Because right. man, fuck Brian Singer, right? Right. And uh you know it, it seemed like for a second there they maybe were going to embrace the Brian Singer thing a little more than I wanted them to. Now, it went in a different direction, but that made me nervous for a little while. Because I'm, like, as far as, uh, you know, casting and performances go in those movies, like, I'm a big fan. Like, I think, yeah, I'm, I'm with everybody. Hugh Jackman is awesome as um, Wolverine. Patrick Stewart, great as Professor X. Ian McKellen, wonderful as um, Magneto. And, you know, uh, a lot of the other casting is really strong, too, right? But I'm also ready for a fresh start. Like, well, yeah, I mean, it's slate. been decades. Yeah, well, you know, they did the whole sort of first class series of movies, which first class was pretty good. I was about to say that was good. Um, and then, you know, they brought sort of the two universes together with the movie after that. And then there was yeah X-Men Apocalypse, which wasn't good. And then there was Dark Phoenix, which was really so not sad. good. So sad that those last two weren't good because those are like some of the juiciest villains and storylines in X Men. Apocalypse is the big bad of and, X, all of X Men, and that's what's and so, like the Dark Phoenix is the only rival I could think to Apocalypse. You know? The thing is, is what bums me out about that, right? Is there seems to be this thing with Marvel, like you know, now that Marvel has their hands on Spider Man, I know they co-produce it with with Sony. They seem to be going a route where they don't like repeating villains that were done in other Spider-Man movies, right? So in the MCU Spider-Man movies, you know, we haven't seen Green Goblin, we haven't seen Dr. Octopus, we haven't seen The Lizard, we haven't seen, you know, so on and so forth, right? Because those have all been done. That's why you get, like, The Vision and Mysterio, or um, not The Vision, uh, The Vulture and Mysterio. Mm-hmm. Both well, excellent villains. Both excellent villains, but it's Green Goblin's Spider-Man's my favorite. Charm. Is his rogue gallery right? And it's what I'm saying is, it seems like if they follow that same course with the X Men stuff, then there's a good chance, at least for quite a while, we're not gonna get the sort of MCU take on Apocalypse or the Dark Phoenix saga. I'm honestly right. now that they've taken two fucking swipes at the Dark Phoenix in the live action movies, I'm okay with them not fucking with that one for a while right apocalypse is more of a shame to me yeah <clears throat> well sorry to uh go off on this and get no. Iceman right please can you get I, I i got two requests get Iceman right he's my favorite x-man and, and make fucking sunfire part of the team and make him awesome please and thank you <laughs> please and thank you if you're listening please and thank you that's a little fire and ice for your ass Iceman and sunfire please Thank you. Well, that's what you get with me. I tell you fire and I. 
Fire and ice. You want to hear from a voicemail? Yeah. All right, I let's jump to yes, it. Sir. Kia G. Kia G. Kia D. Cockhead. The only Jedi master who can crash box. Kia D. Cockhead. Running around slaying bitches with his cockhead. He's a big Surian stud. He loves to split chicks with his pud. Kitty Cockhead to stroke his cone and suck on his balls. Kitty Cockhead, what you gonna do when he comes on you now? He's a Jedi Council stooge, but he'll be pumping spooge tomorrow. Cockhead, Blue Herb Cockhead, Harsberger Cockhead, Will Win Cockhead, Goose Paint Cockhead, G Money Cockhead. Alrighty. Hey, you guys, if you want to send in your own email or voicemail, blueharvestpodcast at gmail.com. That's how you do that. Yeah, man, that's the second week in a row that I nailed the secondary business. Little business up front, and then you sneak a little pinky business up back. Well, just a little surprise. I can't whistle. Little. We'll hear a little email. Anyways, we got uh, a voicemail from our buddy, Mr. 100, Kobe. Let's hear what he has to say. Hey, Oz and Will. It's your boy, Kobe, here. The voice memo this week because <laughs> I got uh, I got a goofy scenario that I've been thinking about, and I just I had to ask you guys. Um, so no Star Wars question this week. Um. I was I was originally gonna have a like a Star Wars related question with it to go with along with my my goofy goofy question, um, but I, I didn't want to take up too much time. So um, my question for you this week is: All right, here's the this is a fictional scenario, and I want you I want you to imagine this in your head. Okay. So um, it's like a year from now. Mm-hmm. Everybody's vaccinated. Everybody's good to go. COVID is no longer a real concern, at least for the most part, and we're back to normal, right? Maybe it's going to be longer than a year. I don't know. But in this scenario, there's no COVID or anything, so you don't have to worry about that. It's just it's normal life. You're hanging out, and you're having, like, like a block party, or you're having, like, a party in your backyard. Um, and um, you're having, like, just, a, just a, not like a party party. Um, not like Hawes puking in the bushes in the flower bed in the garden party. Oh, oh my God. Uh, but more like a, um, just like a casual get together of like family and friends having a nice little, nice little party. And at this party, you promised a live band, right? You got whatever band you want to play, right? Except they call you like three hours before the, it's supposed to start. And they're like, hey, man, tour bus broke down. We can't make it. There's no way to get them there. But you have to get a band for this party. So you go to your, wherever you go to find shitty local bands in your town. And you ask some bands or whatever. And there's you have three options to choose. I'll give you a hint. They're all awful. You have to pick which band of these you'd want. 
Band number one. None of these have names, by the way. I'm not that creative. Band number one. I'm going to try to get through this without laughing. So they're a classic rock band, right? They play like you're... They go all over the place, you know, 70s, 80s, okay. 60s, wherever you want. They'll, But they just play like nice, easy, classic rock. Um, it, you know, you're thinking, oh, this will be nice because, you know, everybody at this party, they're like your, your parents are there, your grandparents are there. And then like some of your friends your age are there and they have kids and like everybody. It's not just like one demographic of people. So you can't choose the band based off of like the type of music they play because all sorts of people are going to be there. So classic rock band, with, but the only downside, like the rest of the band's pretty good, but the only downside is the bassist is like a Les Claypool and Flea, like hybrid wannabe, except he sucks. So they're sitting over there like, I want to rock and roll. Oh, you know, they're playing like some, some classic rock or something. And he's just over there like whole time Let's sorry if I was box. that irritated you a little bit I, I I brought my guitar out to help help imagine this for you so that's band number one classic rock band with the really annoying basses and his bass is like up to like 10 like that's basically all you hear mm. band number two it's uh, a new a new metal cover band uh oh except like same kind of scenario as the first one, except it's a new metal band. But the guitarist has an amp, and it's like a really old amp, and it doesn't have any distortion capabilities. Sorry, I'm grabbing my other guitar here. It doesn't have any distortion capabilities. So they're sitting over there like, rally around your family. You're in a pocket full of shells, and he's just like... Yeah, I don't. I don't know the rage riff, you know. Just like, basically, it's a new metal band, but the guitar has no distortion. It's just an open, clean tone. So you're just sitting there, just. I don't know. I don't know the riff, but um, yeah. So that's the second band. The third band. Oh, gotta break out the old acoustic again. Is a. Um, kind of similar to the second band, they play like '90s and 2000s hard rock, kind of like your what they would call a lot of people call it like dad rock or like I've heard it called like butt rock. <laughs> it's like you know your Nickelbacks and your Creed and nope. like nope. like corporate rock. You know what I you know what I mean? Like all that stuff. So. Um, Affliction shirt, right? But the only difference <laughs> is they cover it in a country tone. So it's like, I leave them bleeding in my hands, in my hands again. Oh. <laughs> Have fun, guys. You got to pick one, which one you think would suck the least. Have a good night. Peace out. Kobe gets uh, prop uh, gets props for the use of props in he, his he got voice. The band back together. He got the band back together. All right, l- let me just say immediately the third band is next immediately. And no, I thank see, you. I mean, I agree. Probably would be the easiest to listen to. I just see. I just I would be. If I had to listen to the guitar without distortion and the bassist not playing the bass line to anything. I might shoot myself See, in the face. That's not I. Uh, the third band would put me in 
the foulest mood at my Rage. own oh, party. My. Like, <laughs> I would just be like, ah, can we guys just go home? I mean, I can listen to Nickelback with an acoustic guitar. Like, I, I cannot. I won't be having a good time. But it'll and be, be this is the thing. Given Kobe's uh, example, if it was the classic rock band, there would be a rule, and that rule would be no kiss. Oh, my goodness. I don't like kiss. I can deal with kiss. I, I don't. Uh, dude, I like their disco song. It jams. I like, I was made for loving you isn't half bad. I'll, I'll give it's you that. But there's truly only one Kiss song I like, and that's Detroit Rock Detroit City. Rock City. To me, peace and love. I know there's some dude <laughs> listening to this with his Raycon earbuds who right now is probably putting on Gene Simmons demon makeup and look <laughs> peace and love dude peace and love this is just my personal opinion Detroit Rock City is their only good song peace and love peace and love love gun is good <sighs> yeah I'm not a kiss guy I'm not a kiss guy <laughs> and you would think I'm like I'm, I'm not gonna say I'm a kiss guy but I'm familiar you, oh I'm plenty familiar with kiss I've got ears and I'm 38 years old I've encountered kiss they're just not my jam um, um if i got i the plan probably would be to get the classic rock guys and then just like maybe try to get the bassist drunk and then just like every five minutes turn his amp down like down and like just in little little itty bitty bits every time you come by to visit him and bring him a drink see to me the classic wrong uh, rock band would if if they followed the rule of no kiss unless it's Detroit Rock City, um, would be the one most fun to have at a party. Oh yeah, definitely. You know what I mean? It reminds me of uh, when our friends in Stone Cobra used to do party at the Moon Tower. Oh, I loved that. Oh my god! So like that was so much for Brad in the fuck you like paint drip <laughs> outfit. That's probably one of the best scene costumes from a movie that for, i've ever seen for halloween the dudes in stone cobra would enlist a bunch of friends and they would have this show called party at the moon tower where all they played was classic rock right and and i mean like you know stuff that a would heavy be on nod to the movie dazed and confused exactly that's where the the name comes from and and a lot of songs from the dazed and confused soundtrack and just oh it was so fun it was, it was fun. so fucking fun man um ah the days of a misspent youth so i think the classic rock band would be my go-to even though like when he said the new metal cover band like you know it would have to be a very new metal like finely tuned guest list at this party and you with an umlaut new like metal yeah Okay. You don't know what new... We've been friends for fucking 15 or 16 years at this point, and you don't know I what mean, new metal is? I've got I mean, a corn tattoo, Will. I, I didn't know that was new metal. Like, I, I, you you taught me what heavy metal was and death metal and black metal. Like, <laughs> you know. We didn't I've, really get into new metal. I have failed you, Unless Anakin. that's like 
Coheed I have failed. Cambria. No, no, Coheed and Cambria is not new metal. Don't See, you, I'm out of my depth here. Don't I'm you put that on them, depth. Ricky Bobby? <laughs> Let's okay. We'll go to Wikipedia. All right. Okay, so for for new metal, I think it's widely accepted that Corn are the sort of godfathers. Okay, Corn is the godfather of new metal. Yeah, they sort of kicked off. To me, I, I believe you would say they kicked off sort of the new metal fad there were bands that led in into there? the uh, yes limp biscuit <laughs> is new metal if there's a fucking mount rushmore of new metal like you're gonna have the dude from corn <laughs> listen to me pretending like i don't know the dude's name you're gonna have jonathan davis from corn you're probably gonna have fred Durst talking about i know y'all be loving this shit right here uh he's gonna be on there you know, probably the ooh, ah, 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 guy from Disturbed is going to be on there. <laughs> hold on. Hold on. <laughs> I'm trying to find a list of new metal bands. Oh. <laughs> Laugh it up, fuzzball. All right. The, 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 okay. This is a list of the top 10 best new metal bands. Okay. Give me one second. Okay, so I pulled up the Wikipedia list of new metal bands. I'm not going to read them all. And honestly, I'm sitting here looking at it and thinking like, who the fuck edited this list? Because some of this is not correct. But like, you have bands like um, Alien Ant Farm is on here. I don't know that they they meet the criteria. Coal Chamber. You familiar with Cold Chamber, Will? No, can't say that it rings with The all. Deftones, Disturbed. Those I know. Those you know I'm those. Familiar. You know those. Uh, it says Evanescence is a, it's a new oh, metal yeah. band. I know her. Um, who do we got on here? Uh, Il Nino Incub Incubus. You know Incubus. Incubus, I that seems like a, a band Will would know. Corn, come on, come on. Lincoln Park. Yes, I know Lincoln Park. You know Mudvayne. I've heard of them. You've heard of them? Power, Power Man Five Thousand. Oh, System of a Down. System of a Down is on the list. Believe they would be considered new metal to some people. Right now, our buddy Steve is probably punching <laughs> he's his. a blood vessel. He's probably <laughs> punching the stereo in his car. He's listing like, five hundred bands. No, he, he's he's more pissed that I just said that System of a Down <laughs> is a new metal band. He took that. He's like, they are not a new metal band. You, you shut your mouth. Indie God bullshit out of here. All right, and and okay, and, and you know how you started laughing at me for saying that Corn were the Godfathers of new metal. Right, yeah, so click on I wasn't their laughing at you. I'm you, sorry. You click on their uh you click on their uh their Wikipedia page and it says Corn is an American new metal band from Bakersfield, California, formed in nineteen ninety three. The band is notable for pioneering the new metal genre and bringing it into the mainstream. So there you go. Isn't that <laughs> All right, Will. All right. Yeah, I'm just playing. Buddy. All right, man. Playing. You fucking go to the Steel Saunders school <laughs> of picking on Halls over his previous musical taste comedy? Damn. 
You've been I'm working, so, workshopping that? I'm impressed with your corn knowledge and your new metal knowledge. You're in with the umlaut you knowledge. Bruh. They sold over more than 40 million, all right? 40 million records worldwide. It wasn't just me, Will. <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't just me, all right? It was a worldwide phenomenon. Uh, bruh, they, they haven't had a huge hit record in, uh, I don't know, 20 years, and they still play in stadiums. It's, it was pretty big. <laughs> all right? They were, in, they were on the soundtrack for the Crow City of Angels, all right? It's a pretty big deal. I'm just saying. End, end of conversation. <laughs> end of conversation. Rose City of Angels. <coughs> <sighs> I offended you and your new metal gods. You didn't offend me. I was just new metal gods. You, you just. I don't know how you say you offended me. Squeeze gosh, squeeze gals. You taught me about Death Clock. I did. Not new metal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we covered Death Clock. Death Clock is not new metal. Hey, body bag. <laughs> <sighs> death Clock is death metal. Hence the yeah. name. Yeah. No, I get it. I, I get that correlation. I see what they did there. I remember... Uh... It had to be towards the end of the 90s, right? MTV had this contest where you could win and Metallica would come play in your backyard. And bruh, I don't know that there was a contest I wanted to win more in my life at that time. And then thinking about it, like, who would have I invited? Like, with the guy that won, like, had all these people in his backyard. And when I was that age, if I had won, there would have been, like... Six people in my parents' backyard. The Boy Scout troop. The cool <laughs> kid from school. No, I was. I, this was after I left the Boy Scouts. Oh, okay. No, <laughs> everybody. I was showing, clowning on you. you know, oh yeah, I got older stories. <laughs> All the kids showing up with their merit badge sashes. <laughs> this is awesome, Haas. Yeah, thanks, guys. Uh, you want to rub some sticks together and make fire after this? S'mores <laughs> in the fifty can. 50-gallon barrel out back. All right. Uh, I'm going to go put on my Adidas tracksuit and call it an evening tonight, buddy. Thanks for recording with me. Hey, thanks for recording with me. Uh, I'm going to go put on probably a, a Marvin the Martian shirt that's probably a size too big. And uh, go to bed. Nice. Um, I was just referencing the 90s, if we're going to talk about <laughs> If uh, If you guys haven't already, please leave us a five-star review on iTunes. It helps us out a ton, and we greatly appreciate it. Um, and if you like our theme song, be sure to check out the band that was kind enough to provide the music. They're Stoned Cobra, and you can find them on iTunes, Spotify, that's right and at stonedcobra.bandcamp.com and until next week uh, this has been Blue Harvest and I'm Halls Burkhart I'm Will Witten. may the force be with you may the force be with all of you may the force be with us <laughs> <laughs>